1: why are you so hysterical?
0: We always wanted people actually to talk about it. I did not hit her. It's
1: not true. It's bullshit.
2: I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Allison.
1: Oh, hi,
0: Rob.
2: Uh, we're here today to talk about Minute 9, in which the sex ends and Lisa is
0: not happy. It's like it ends. It finally ends. <laughs> oh, hi, Niall. But not for long. Oh, hi, Niall. Oh, hi,
2: Allison. Oh, and oh, hi, listeners. We haven't been saying hi to the listeners so sad they probably just laughed
0: oh well you know they just like to listen to you guys so. <laughs> all those denny's out there <laughs>
2: so this minute starts with uh some close-up kissing more thrusting yay i actually put that in my notes yay <laughs> then there's thrusting from the side because you know you need extra angles and second 17 johnny's energy is spent the music fades We track in close and abruptly change angles for some reason as things get kind of awkward. Johnny seems to be falling asleep, but Lisa has stuff to do, like turning out all the lights.
0: Yeah, at that that point where you realize, like, I guess, what time did he conceivably get home at? Like 5 p.m., 6 p.m.?
2: He does apparently work across town.
0: It was bright out like it was full-blown daytime when he got home
2: still at san francisco and we've seen that he takes the cable car in what minute one so mm. it's sh- he shouldn't have been that
0: late but it just seems like unless he was there just before dusk <laughs> like they must have been at this all damn night well all those camera setups take time <laughs> so you think that like uh this what we're actually seeing here is footage from Johnny's actual sex tape mm-hmm. that he has cameras set around the bed yep. and he's like oh I know Danny likes to watch but uh, sometimes he's not here so I, I recorded for him
2: that's why we see the hair going up and down that's why we see her playing with the tie two different times it's because he put his suit back on you know they start her over
0: <laughs> he's like oh <laughs> imagine like oh that, take a, that tie thing is my hair so hot like I'll put the, the entire suit back on and do that <laughs> all over again
2: and finally uh she looks at him a little upset makes a little scoffing noise and then actually lays down with him anyway.
0: No, He does not look at a at a comfortable angle no. when he's sleeping. It's like
2: he's falling asleep and trying to pull her over at the same time. It's a weird angle. I'm
1: glad I wasn't the only one who thought that it was weird. I was thinking he almost looks more dead than asleep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I mean the- I'll, I'll go to Notes from a Midnight Screening right now because that's the good one from this movie. Notes from a Midnight Screening. "Fuck! You killed him."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this could be like a survivor of uh, his, you know. Oh, maybe Johnny is vampire idea, <laughs> where he was actually, yeah, he actually is dead. <laughs> like after the we fade, we fade his, his arms actually go up into that Dracula thing, where he like he puts the palms of his hands on his shoulders. <laughs> Oh, in my head. Maybe if you get like You, you could uh, tweet like Nick Jonas <laughs> Do you remember when that guy cover like this. Got uh, Weezer to Cover Africa Like they just put out a campaign of like I want Weezer to cover Africa And it kind of caught fire on Twitter And then Weezer went and recorded a cover Of Toto's Africa for the guy You, you could do it, you could go to Nick Jonas And be like I want you to do a cover Of this I Will song from The Room And make it good just, just to see, just to see, maybe, maybe yeah. we'll go for it. You
1: know? <laughs> All of my usernames when I was little were Mrs. Nick Jonas and Miss, <laughs> and Mrs. Sydney Crosby.
2: Don't open with that.
0: <laughs> when you, when you yeah. message him. I like if you tweet him from that, like Mrs. Nick Jonas, he'd be like, oh, there's the old ball and shade on me to go do something again.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I was really into the Jonas brothers. Well will just leave it at that.
0: <laughs> I think that was like, I think I was in my mid twenties when the Jonas Brothers were a thing. I only really knew about them from like South Park spoofing <laughs> them. So I was at that point in my in my life, I was like, "Oh, I've, I've finally got like a, a massive point of disconnect from the youth because they're exactly. all into stuff that I'm not into." and stuff.
2: <laughs> Once you start thinking
0: of them as the youth, yes, you are know old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I used to be. I used to be into stuff, but now the stuff that I'm into isn't in anymore. I know I'm going
1: through that right now.
0: Uh, that- <laughs> So you get. The, I always thought like, you know it would never happen, but there is a point. Like I, in the current charts and stuff, the music charts, I couldn't tell you a single song that's out of the minute. I'm so disconnected from everything. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's just for that's for the young people. I'm off listening to my old my old songs that came out 20 years ago. Yeah,
1: yeah, I like oldies. What are oldies? Like 60s and 70s music. Okay. <laughs>
2: I was
0: wondering what was oldies now. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like the the oldies, like the Strokes. Because like, you know?
2: <laughs> LA still has KLOS, which is technically a classic rock station, but they'll play like '80s songs now and even '90s songs. I'm like, I don't. That's weird.
0: Like one of the stations I always watch when I'm back home. Say my dad, we used to watch a music station, um, called Vintage TV <laughs> that used to show like, back in the day, you used to be, oh, they would put on like the Everly Brothers. Nice. Or like Led Zeppelin, might have been the latest you got. And now they're like, oh, we're playing. Song from 1998. <laughs> <laughs> it's like vintage TV is playing songs from 1998. Jesus,
2: which makes sense, but we need just we need new labels. It's like class, extra class. You know, like comic books have like the Silver Age and the Golden Age. Mm-hmm. We need music to have that because so, classic just keeps getting bigger.
0: Yeah, You just at that real point where you're you're feeling for um like Tony Stark when. Peter is going to him like, have you ever seen this really old movie, The Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> just like, what?
1: Yeah. Well, when I was younger, my mom was in control of the radio station during all the car trips and she would play K-Earth 101. Huh. I don't know if you know what that is, Rob. If you like listen to it.
2: Easy listening, right? I do. No, yeah. I have no idea what that is. I know. K-Earth. Yeah. It's an LA grew up in station,
1: LA. Um, and it plays like the oh. 60s and the 70s music. And so I got like really into that. Oh, okay. And I kind of stopped paying attention to current music when i left high school which was in 2012 so that's about the point where i stopped paying attention i mean some songs have like snuck through that i know but basically i stopped paying attention to like charts and stuff
0: oh yeah you do get those ones that'll chip away where you're like oh
1: yeah you know
0: uptown funk is such a big song that even i have heard of it (laughs) where i'm like oh yeah yeah i've heard that around somewhere
1: (laughs) anyway (laughs) (laughs) Uh
2: Music. Okay, this has been your radio podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, the minute, like, oh yeah, they're 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 going at it, and then they're then they're not going at it. Johnny's dead.
2: Yeah, it it dies. Johnny's dead. (laughs) He
1: dies, and he's like a very aggressive dead person too. Like he won't let go of her. (laughs) He's like aggressively dead.
2: Yeah, until she finally goes over and lays on him and just his arm stays there.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. There's the. Abrupt cut as well where he has his arm up at one point and it cuts to the next shot shot and it's straight back down. Which is just one of those like editing things of like, nah, nobody cared. Just no nobody cared.
2: So, um, I had categories left over from the last minute that I didn't get to. And there's a lot of things. Although you never finished, Allison, the fifteen weirdest um, scenes. I think we stopped you at like the second or first.
1: Oh, it wasn't fifteen.
2: Oh, was it what was it? Ten?
1: Um, I have, let me see.
2: 50? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's not 50. It was mainly the bronze, and then it was um, blue is the warmest color. Okay. And then Team America, which is worth mentioning because at one point, oh, yeah. there is a number two done on someone's face.
2: That's one of the things <laughs> that got cut for the ratings. <laughs> so in the theater, you didn't see that part. Speaking of Team America, that's on my unique list here. Um, Anomalisa from a few years ago. Was also involved puppets, but it was a much more realistic sex scene with like awkwardness and tentative intimacy and stuff. Mm. And really good. Since we're on my unique list, um, we also got the Lawnmower Man, in which uh, people have sex in virtual reality and their bodies twist <laughs> together, and then he consumes her because that's how he gets to be more powerful.
0: Mm. I think that is one of the least erotic <laughs> yes. scenes ever, too. Like it's just such a it's 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 a trip to watch <laughs> that. That whole movie is just so messed up in so many levels. It's just so again because it's so aggressively aged now as well <laughs> that it just comes across as very unpleasant the entire way through. Well, yeah,
2: at the time their virtual reality was that was it awesome, and it just that's one of those things that immediately feels old.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's only like it's. It's one of those crazy things, too. You just, I guess, maybe it's uh, it's discerning talent because, like, mm-hmm. the and more man is like ninety two or uh, thereabouts, isn't yeah, that? and then like ninety three is Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's just like the leap of just. I guess maybe it's a budgetary thing, yeah, partly. Or and the five Jurassic Parks not using as much CGI, but the fact that like one of the cause it's, you know a year apart these two movies, and one of them just looks like the most dated thing that ever existed, and, and the other one still stuff looks still works. yeah. Yeah.
2: Also on unique, we have Crash. The car crash one, not the racism one. Yeah. Which I think we came up a couple minutes ago with our guest Sean German as well. <laughs> if you don't know that one, it's people who uh, reenact famous car crashes and then have sex in the wreckage. Mm.
0: That was that was a massive leak. Which is
2: not the weirdest part.
0: You know, it, was a, it was a massively, massively controversial movie. That when it, it's, oh, like, yeah. in the UK, I think they were wanted to ban it and everything. Huh? Like considering it was the '90s, you think at that point they would have been like, "Ah, we're kind of okay with this stuff now." Like nowadays, you're getting out like, you know, a Serbian movie lands or Serbian film, a Serbian lands, film, yeah. And they're just kind of like, eh, "That's
2: on a different category of mine." <laughs> it's coming up,
0: but uh but yeah, that that kind of gets a pass of been like, "Oh well, you know, so what." But, like, back in the 90s, there was still a a real pearl-clutching, like, oh, we can't have this up on our screens.
2: Well, the good thing is most of the people who would have been horrified by that film wouldn't make it to the worst scene in the film, or the best, depending on how you enjoy it, that involves using a open, fresh wound in a leg instead of a proper, you know, natural um, orifice. So I assume they would have turned the movie off by then.
0: Yeah. It's just got, like, any kind of Cronenberg sex scene could probably be put on the unique list. Oh, yeah. Although, kind of weirdly, like, the fly is the one that's the closest to just being normal because it's like, oh, he's having a lot of sex, but there's nothing weird about it just yet. Right. <laughs> but, like, everything else is, like, you just get bits of, like, existence and stuff that are just weirdly erotic, but it's just, like, people rubbing, pulsating masses of flesh in their hands mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Of course, then he did that was it a dangerous method that had the, was another, like, was the, the, the it wasn't a Freud biopic, but it was like, um, it's been a long time since I've seen it, actually. So that was one of those ones that's almost like Alice's Mae West thing, where I was going like, to go into a, a half thought <laughs> of like, I don't know if I can conclude this with a point. <laughs> so I'm to like, oh crap. It's like, well,
2: that movie happened.
1: <laughs> I, okay, I did kind of have a point. I heard, but I don't know if it's true, that like May West helped contribute to the rating system.
2: Like the MPAA
1: one. Yeah, because she was very scandalous for the time. Mm. But yeah, it wasn't a complete thought. Also, I Googled crash sex and a bunch of weird stuff comes up. And then somehow I got to a website Mm. called (laughs) sex.com.
0: Somehow. Somehow. Yeah. That must have been like one of the first ones, though, If You Got That Domain. We're like, oh my god, I got sex.com. you think that would be one of the first ones to someone go. bought that as soon as
1: .coms
2: were available.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much what you would think.
2: <laughs> or someone just paid a lot to but
0: get it. But they have footage from Crash up on it, which is quite a like, yeah, that's what's... It's like, you come to sex.com, we'll show you clips from Crash. Movie from 1996.
1: Yeah, there's this really weird picture.
2: What else is on Unique? Oh, we already talked about Blue warmest color um blue valentine is a notable one because of they had a fight with the mpaa actually because of the implication of oral sex a man on a woman which doesn't normally happen in mainstream films Mm. and ryan gosling himself went and actually like i don't know if he went physically to an office but he fought with
0: the mpaa over it and thought it was like a double standard Mm. that they would change
2: the rating because of that
0: yeah that reminds me of, um, I remember all the fuss that came out about, uh, the brown bunny? Yeah. Way back. That was the whole thing. Cause that is literally Chloe Savigny giving Vincent Gallo a blowjob on yep. film. Like there's nothing si- simulated about it. No. But I think that's still, like that's still a, a hot topic. Like that's, a lot of people still have that real sort of tetchiness about that movie. Mostly because it's a bad movie. <laughs> but
2: Well, yeah. In retrospect, it's more worth talking about cause it's like, this, they were dating at the time and he's making this movie that's not gonna get a big audience anyway. And then they do that more to get attention than because it was necessary in the film. Yeah. And it's just putting too much into it for.
0: Yeah. So it's uh, Vincent Gallo, not to go on like a, in a tangent, but like, he just seems to be one of the most unlikable people to, to ever exist. Mm-hmm. And yet I know people who absolutely adore him like they think he's just the the greatest thing to ever be given the filmmaking i can't understand why
2: i couldn't tell you what it was about now but i loved at the time his movie buffalo 66 so like when he was making something else i want to see it
0: I, the, I think buffalo 66 is is the, i think that's the only one i remember being like a kind of success Cause everything else is just like, he's just an underground guy. Yeah. But I remember reading interviews with him where he'd say like, oh yeah, I'm a painter as well, but I can't show you my paintings cause they're, they're not for the public. They're too, they're too good. Like he'd come out with things like that. Like, yeah, they're just, nah, people don't deserve to see my paintings and stuff like that. It's <laughs> just like, oh, it's so, oh, you're an asshole. I get it. All right. <laughs> but at least like in that one, you know in the brown bunny that it's outright, this is an actual thing you're watching. Yeah. Whereas in, I remember the thing is still controversial with uh don't look now uh the sex scene between Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie. Right. It seems as if it's real. Yeah. Like a lot of people are still kind of convinced
2: when he said later it was.
0: Yeah, so I guess the, that's a kind of. When you watch it right enough, it does seem like it's kind of weirdly not glamorous. So that kind of almost makes it seem like, oh, this is a real sex scene here because there's nothing dressy about it. It just seems like this is two people flat out having sex on screen.
2: Mm, but that was a big deal with uh, Angel Heart in
0: the late 80s
2: with Mickey Rourke mm. and uh, Lisa Bonet. Especially because she, at the time, was on The Cosby Show. It was like, you know, a nice family sitcom, and then she does this explicit sex scene in a
0: movie. If only that was the only scandal to be associated with The (laughs) the Cosby Show.
2: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Back when The Cosby Show was a nice reference. Drifting from unique sex scenes, we have sex scenes that end in death. Friday the 13th Part 2, which actually takes its cue from a moment in the Bible, I believe, where two people get a spear through them while they're having sex. Jason goes to Hell. The Final Friday wanted to—that's the ninth Friday the Thirteenth film—won uh, up that by having a, uh, I guess it's a fence post, metal fence post, put through someone and then ripped upward during the scene. <laughs> Niall, you already mentioned a Serbian film in passing that there is a scene in that movie where a woman is, has her head cut off during, mm. and remarkably good special effects actually for a film that obviously was never going to get a big audience. Species. Uh, I think every sex scene in that movie ends in death, because that's just what the alien does. And let's see, a lot of horror films on this list. Cabin Fever, skin coming off during, not a very pleasant scene, (laughs) certainly memorable. And then just a couple years ago, Gone Girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. She, you know, spoilers, she kills Neil Patrick Harris while they're having sex.
0: That was another one I watched with my dad, (laughs) which was... Yeah, that was a, another unfortunate, like, oh crap, I shouldn't have put this on when my dad was here. Because <laughs> kind of not only that, it's everything around that whole, like, final act of the movie. is just like, oh god, I shouldn't be watching this with him. <laughs> this is too, <laughs> this is too much. Uh, I will, I'll add to that list as well of, um uh, I think it was the first episode of American Gods as well, has a, a very memorable sex scene. Oh that yeah. with death. Yes. Or someone's literally consumed by a, a woman's vagina. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: She did that a few times in the early episodes, now she's actually got scenes where she talks to people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Moving up in the world.
2: Well, she's one of the older gods, so she's got a very primitive way of having, taking power from her worshippers. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, I'm not gonna go into, I have a list of bad ones, but I wanna save those for when we get to the
0: later scenes. For the arguably, uh, worst, worse sex scenes than this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was
2: skipping around my list, so now I've lost it. Uh Serves plot but is excessive. Oh, basic instinct and body of evidence, yeah. A lot of sex when they didn't need it. Mm.
0: That was a real thing in like the early 90s, where they, yeah, most adult thrillers, like adult thrillers and that this is a thing made for adults to watch, they always had a sexual element as well. Yeah. Even when they just didn't need to have <laughs> them. They were just like, yeah, you make it a little bit steamy as well.
2: Which is fine. Like, in Basic Instinct, there are scenes in that that definitely serve the plot. But there are also ones that are just there yeah, to... It's just
0: there to titillate. Exactly. Uh, basically. So you can get things like single white female as well. Where it's just like this, yeah. this constant vibe. But like, this could turn into like a weird porno at any minute. This movie. <laughs> like, it just seems to have this vibe about it. God knows what it is. It's like, yeah, it seems like this is... It, it, it could go... It could tip. But Bo- either way, <laughs> at any point in this thing,
2: you, what you were just saying though reminded me of uh, Mulholland Drive. Oh yeah, because got a really good scene that people remember, but it's it sort of comes out of nowhere. That's not what the movie's about. And mm. um, that was on my serves the plot and pretty hot list, <laughs> along with Terminator, Ghost, Secretary, uh, Lost and Delirious, and Queen of the Damned.
0: Oh, I will. Uh... You might get John on down the line, like my co- my Batman yeah. co-host at some yeah. point, but I do know that the Terminator sex scene is like, he thinks this is, a, he just told me many times that he thinks that's like the most romantic like, moment in any movie ever and so. stuff. Well,
2: it it is a great example of how you can do relatively explicit scene and make it serve the plot and make sense because it advances their relationship, even as it's in a normal movie. It's like the relationship gets to that point and it's done. Hmm. The fact that they're opening up to each other that night they spend together is important because that's the entire point, especially when we get to the
0: end. I don't want to kind of like belittle the scene or anything, because like it is, it's is—it's a perfectly fine scene, mm-hmm. but it's because he gets so passionate about it. <laughs> um, and he has the whole thing like, oh yeah, you get the, the beautiful piano rendition of the theme and stuff. Yeah. And it just makes me laugh because I'm just like, oh my God, it's so cheesy as well. Though.
2: And you get the, the close-up of the hands grasping each other and the with the sheet wrinkled and everything. Not that I remember that scene from many, many times as a kid.
0: Although I guess guess we'd be remiss as well, uh, talking about Jim Cameron's sex scenes, we did mention the the Titanic sex scene as well. Yeah. Arguably one of the most iconic of them.
2: Certainly recently, yeah. It's one everyone remembers, because everyone saw that movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, I remember that being, you know, in school, when uh, it would be like the last day of term, so they allowed you to bring in a video. And I do remember being in a classroom and like the teacher had been very like, wait, what? Oh my God, I forgot that this happens. Cause I think at that point we were about like 11 or 12 years old. <laughs> but at the same time, everyone had seen Titanic already. So it's like, oh, what's the harm? Like come yeah. on, we all know what it is. No, no one cares. We all saw it already.
1: Yeah. And that's not the most scarring part of the movie for an 11 or 12 year old.
2: <laughs> is it the guy's toupee is the scarring part? No. Or is it- <laughs>
1: like the ship going down. It's pretty... Oh. <laughs> pretty gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. As we're recording this, the Titanic would have been on her maiden voyage. Fun fact. 107 years ago, she oh, yeah. sinks in two days.
0: Oh, man. Be like, yeah. get out your violins, people to do... Uh, <laughs> to play some songs.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cue Titanic music.
1: Nearer my god to thee. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play that because i have seen
0: that <laughs> That's the thing too because I remember like, because I grew up actually down like a couple of miles down the road from Belfast where the, the Titanic was built. And hmm. still, always thinks it's very strange. I th- most of it must have been just capitalizing on the movie. But Belfast is still, as a city, insanely proud that they built the Titanic. <laughs> like, they're very, they really kind of boast about it. It's like we built that ship. <laughs> it's like you know, the unsinkable ship that sank. Yeah, that's. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's a thing you want to be affiliated. With. I guess it's not your fault they ran into a friggin iceberg. But
2: although one of its sister ships that I think was also built
0: there also sank, so. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got this real thing. One of them survived. Titanic Museum and see the dockyards and all this stuff. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, well, okay."
2: <laughs> if it keeps tourists coming to Belfast, good for them.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the the excuse for keeping the royal family around these days. But uh, an <laughs> increasing amount of people going, that's not gonna that's not gonna cut it <laughs> anymore after like, a couple I, of years. Time. I like
2: that phrasing. Like you're keeping them around, not that you're keeping them as the royal family, but like we're gonna put them down put as them soon down. as tourists stop caring. <laughs> They will be dead. You heard it here, folks. Niall McGowan wants the royal family yeah. to die. It's the
0: Irish guy living in England talking about getting rid of the royal family. <laughs> but there is isn't. A, a real vibe over here at the minute where it's like, that's the only defense of maintaining the royal family as a thing. It's like, yeah. oh, the massive tourism. But it's like, yeah, but mm-hmm. people don't get to come in and meet them. You can still have the palace there, but why, why is all the taxpayers money going to maintain these monarchs? that have no power like they're just they're just fancy people right. put up on a pedestal for no goddamn reason but oh well let's not get into that
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's an american princess
0: i do know that yeah the people obviously do love you know megan and harry and stuff and that's a, that's that's doing a lot for some yeah. people so i guess if you have to if you must then by all means keep them around but uh...
2: the british citizens pay for it so the rest of the world can enjoy it <laughs> yeah you. It's you. It's them making up for the whole British Empire thing. <laughs> uh,
0: Got to do something, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah.
1: you think we want to pay, have to pay for all the security so that Trump can go to Mar-a-Lago every <laughs> other weekend? <laughs> but we do it. <laughs> so you guys can enjoy him. So <laughs> that's
0: the, Again, that's just like about any taxes, though, as well. Because we have over here, you guys don't have, uh, but uh, the BBC has the TV license over here. Right. Where you have to pay every other week to basically own a TV. And it's just like, why? I've already bought the TV. It's like, no, it's to get the BBC because the BBC is publicly funded. Yeah. So you have to pay for that. It's like, well, what if I don't watch the BBC? No, you got to pay for it anyway. It's just like, if you don't, if you if you own a television, then you have to pay for this thing. It's like, well, what if I don't ever want to watch this, the BBC? It doesn't matter. You still got to pay for it. it's uh, I think now they've even expanded out. Even if you own a computer, you have to pay the TV license. Because, because you
2: can't access yeah, it. Yeah, so a
0: wow. massive pain in the ass. But that's the thing that they will... Some people dodge around it, but they live in fear because you never know when that TV license guy is going to show up. That's funny.
1: I didn't know
2: that. But the rest of the world also enjoys your BBC shows, so works yeah. out for us.
0: The thing is, I still watch... I do watch the BBC, but I'll be sitting watching like Doctor Who and you're just kind of like, there's only ever like one or two good episodes a season, <laughs> but I still tune in every year <laughs> and I'm still paying for this show. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well.
2: The good ones are really good and you, you, for you, you're paying for yeah. it. Yeah.
0: That is, that's the thing. That show has kept going for so long of like, yeah, most of it's just, eh, but when they, when it hits, it's like a, the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. So if they could main, th- although you do get like flea bag and stuff now is raising the standard of the BBC a little bit. So, but then they'll do a thing where it's like, oh yeah, we had one season and six episodes. That and then three years later, you might get another one, but uh, eh, fingers crossed, maybe.
1: Yeah, well,
2: in the US, we could use more TV shows like that that don't try to just fill 24 episode mm-hmm. seasons. Mm-hmm.
1: Two of my favorite themes are the royal family and Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just anyone who knows me really well knows that those are two of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> this entire
0: episode has just been a personal attack on Allison,
1: <laughs> <laughs> basically.
0: <laughs>
2: We haven't actually talked about the minute in a while. Is there anything else in your notes for this minute itself?
0: Uh, the only thing I remember is, uh, when I first watched it, um, thinking briefly that there was, that, uh, Juliet Daniels had some kind of sores on her back or like a weird freckles or something. With some oh, the rose, rose petals. petals. Yeah. But every time it still kind of throws you where you're like, what the? Oh yeah. Sorry.
2: <laughs> she does also famously have some other things on her back, but they have been covered by makeup because Tommy was disgusted <laughs> that she had acne.
0: That's why he's got his head like that as well. He's like, get me away from that then.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have one last note.
1: Notes from a Midnight Screening.
2: That's a note from a Midnight Screening because I love this one because the thing it's talking about doesn't happen yet. There's several times in the screening where people will interact with stuff that hasn't happened, like setting it up. Someone will be like, what time do you set your alarm as it gets dark? Because the joke is that everyone knows exactly what time you set your alarm, which we'll get to next (laughs) minute. Uh So um, We've already talked about several bad movies did you, But did you have a specific one you wanted to promote This week <laughs> Other than Howard the Duck Which we talked about a lot on Monday
0: <laughs> I know it It all sounds like some bad movie
2: Bad movie of the week <laughs>
0: I, I am a big, like, bad movie fan. Like, I've, so I've gone through, like, a lot of the, the classics and stuff, like, you know, Samurai Cop, which we did briefly talk about. The, yeah. You know, like, Troll 2 and things like that. Like, all the, the heavy hitters. I do, uh, one I did rewatch recently that I thought, like, this doesn't get enough attention is, um, the Stephen King movie Sleepwalkers. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. Yeah. But it's just such a, it's such an oddity of a film. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's from that early, the mid '90s era of like when they were just making Stephen King everything, which we're kind of getting back to now. Like it's the world's kind of gone in a cyclical thing of like, oh yeah, we love Stephen King again. And I, I do love the guy's books. Like I'm a big Stephen King fan. But like he's a, a, he, him as a person should never be allowed near a film set because films based on his books that he has nothing to do with are usually pretty good. But anything he's directly involved in will. Undoubtedly, turned out to be atrocious.
2: Well, yeah, he wrote Sleepwalkers yep. directly for a screen as a yeah, and
0: it is terrible. <laughs>
2: but i I haven't watched it in many years, but in retrospect, I love Sleepwalkers, so I want to go watch it again and see how bad.
0: I might mean, I up. do love it in like it's just it's a ridiculous film, but like I don't know. um, Allison, if you have any, you know, awareness of it, but it's, uh, it's basically, it's like a vampire movie, but the vampires in it are also kind of half cat people. Yeah, mm-hmm. And, uh, the main...
2: Who don't like cats.
0: The main character is played by that guy who played Leo in Charmed way back when, uh, and he's... Like uh, when you're introduced to him, uh, you think he's in—he's having an affair with this woman, but it turns out that's his mother. And there's a there's actually a memorable sex scene in it where mother and daughter or mother and son are having sex and stuff. It's, mm-hmm. uh, the mother's played by the Borg Queen from uh, Star Trek: First Contact and stuff. And it's just—it's one of these things like you can't tell like what vibe they're going for. It's one of these like when the scary things in it happen, they're so ridiculous and so comical that you can't imagine Oh
2: yeah, someone gets stabbed with a corn cob.
0: Yeah, there's a guy getting stabbed with a corn cob. There's a guy who gets a pencil shoved in his ear into his brain and then he gets up and walks around like nothing happened. And it's like, "What?" <laughs> and yeah, there's a bit where um like Glenn Shaddix, like Otho from Beetlejuice and stuff. Like he gets his hand ripped off and his reaction to it is just going to like, "Oh!" And then he runs away, <laughs> and as he's running away from the guy chasing him, he just turns around and he's like, I'm sorry! Like, he's just kind of, like, this really sassy, <laughs> like, oh, all right, I'm sorry, okay? And he's was like, what is this thing? And everything about, like, Brian Krause, the main guy, will go from, like, playing, playing it like it's like a Dawson's Creek-esque proper teen drama, where you're like, oh, he's actually pretty good in this. But then when he has to turn into a villain, he goes so over the top. That you're just, like, like you're not even too sure who the character is anymore. Because so he's, like, literally, like, playing two different people in <laughs> it. Yeah. And uh, it does have weird, like, the morphing effects on their face seem to be, like, where they got the the vampire transformations in Buffy from. Which is a weird one as well.
2: Yeah, very similar.
0: And uh it's, yeah, when you actually see them when they're fully transformed, it looks like, like a, a rejected Power Rangers villain suit. <laughs> and they kind of move around in them the same way. <laughs> so... You can never tell when you're watching it. It's like, is this film... Are we supposed to be scared of this? Are you supposed to find it funny? What's going on? Like, it's just... And because of that, like, it's just... And it goes to really crazy lengths as well. Like, at the end of it, it's just like... It- Full-on blows out where freaking Ron Perlman shows up at one point. This friggin' guy's got, like, the houses are blowing up. Like, things are going crazy in this movie. And it's it's hilarious. But you're also like, what is this, though? I don't understand.
2: And you also get cats attacking yeah,
0: people. Yeah, yeah. they get, yeah able to defeat the great. villain by a bunch of cats scratching this creature until it bursts into flame. Yeah. And you're just, after that, you're like, all right, I guess that's the end of the movie.
2: I definitely have to rewatch this now. Yeah.
0: I do actually know someone though. We, um... <laughs> One of our guests on season one of Batman, an, uh, an actress, uh, Lauren Ashley Carter, who's been in a couple of great, kind of low-budget horror movies herself. But she has a genuine, real, real love of sleepwalkers.
2: I thought you were going to say you knew the main
0: actress. Oh, Imaginamic. Uh, oh god, I wish. <laughs> Imaginamic,
2: cause, cause that'd be yeah. awesome.
0: But no, I remember her posting one point, like, online, like, the there's a scene at the beginning where you introduce Imaginamic. Uh, of course, also Allison from The Gilmore Girls. Uh, she was mm-hmm. um, like Christopher's like wife when he. I think they got married, didn't they? Uh, maybe they didn't get married, but they had a daughter together. Uh, Baby mama. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and
1: <laughs> the one who says that thing about the horse. I'm sorry. <laughs> Isn't there an expression <laughs> with a horse? I'm trying
0: to remember, actually.
2: There are many expressions about horses. I don't remember <laughs> I the Gilmore girl. I
1: remember about. her sitting yeah. on the roof and saying something about a horse, anyway.
0: Oh no, that's <laughs> a, that's a different Twin Peaks actress. But in the, that's, uh, Sherilyn Fenn, cause she has that thing like, oh, that's a horse of a different color and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: That's from when, uh, Jess goes down to find his dad. I think that's that, that I think that that's that episode. Magic dynamic is, um, She's what do you call, it, like, uh, Christopher's other daughter is like Cece or something. Like it's a really annoying kid that comes into it at one point. That's her, her mom. And she's in a couple episodes, I think. It's weird though as well, because Imagine Amish is like, actually a great actress, but she just never got anything good after Twin Peaks and then eventually the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> but,
2: she did a lot of things
0: though. Yeah, a lot of stuff, but just...
2: She's been working consistently yeah, since the 80s. Like a lot
0: of stuff, but just none of it really good, <laughs> unfortunately. Except sleepwalkers, which is good, but just not in the way you would oh, expect. Oh, there it to is.
2: Be. Including since we were talking about sex scenes, um, her movie she did right after Twin Peaks: Fire Walk with Me was called Dream Lover, <laughs> which is very sexual. <laughs>
0: but, uh, but yeah, so I'll, I'll recommend that as people are like looking for something. If you're just like me as well, because I just I've have a weird fandom for Stephen King. Like I'll read anything that guy writes, even though yeah. it's a fair percent of it, uh, it can be absolute dreck. But he's got a kind of comforting presence about him, just in his prose and <laughs> all this stuff. I never find his stuff scary. I find it more, like, familiar and just like, oh, yeah, actually quite – I just enjoy being in his, his worlds and stuff. So uh, if you're in that kind of thing and you want to see a film that's patently ridiculous, uh, I can recommend Sleepwalkers.
2: Jumping in from editing to say I did watch the film, I think it was a few hours after we recorded. And despite sometimes out of nowhere tonal shifts, the film holds up pretty well. It's certainly worth watching. It takes itself seriously even when it's being ridiculous, which is a good thing in a horror film. I think part of my love for Sleepwalkers, and I do need to watch it again to see how it holds up, is that seeing it the first time in the theater was one of the best nights I ever had because it was a bunch of us, a bunch of people that I didn't usually hang out with. And we had to lie about our age to get into the movie and it was late. And then we went to a diner and we're out to like one or two in the morning. And so it was just the whole night is just really good. Oh. So maybe it's part of that. Mm. It ties together.
0: It'd be like much like uh Juliet Daniels looking back and be like, oh, this, this was the movie I, I bared my breasts for. You'll look back at Sleepwalkers and be like, that's the movie <laughs> I have such fond memories of.
2: <laughs> yeah. It turns out it's going to be really awful on me like, Oh no, I ruined it.
0: <laughs> Just never look
2: back. Painted the memory Never out. look back, Robert. <laughs> now, Niall, one last time. How can the listeners hear more of you?
0: Uh, yeah, you can get more of me uh, on Bat Minutes, uh, which is a podcast where we look at the Batman movies, Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher ones, uh, one minute at a time. Uh, we're nearly at the end of Batman Returns at the minute, uh, and we'll be starting Batman forever later in the year. Uh, and, yeah, you can find us on all... All your good podcatchers and your, your social medias and, uh, you know, we're on there in Twitter and friggin' MySpace and Bebo, grinder all of those things. We're, we're all over the shop. So if you want us, if you want us, we will come. But it's not wrong when people make fun of the project. In this case, the room.
2: The room minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com.
1: Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show,
2: you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us! Leave us!